0: Time books. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Longbox Crusade. This week we have something special for you. It's our fortieth episode. Woo! 40, 40. Forty, shorty. Woo. Can you believe it? I can't believe it, but I do. And since this is our 40th episode of Saturday Matinee Theater, as we usually do at every 10th episode, we decided to take a quick break from our regular programming. Don't fret. Holmes and Watson or Flash and Dale will be back on track on our next episode. But This episode, we are traveling back to 1966 to review Batman the Movie. <sighs> Jardine. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist, and joining me as always is the boy wonder to my cape Crusader, it's Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. How are we feeling today, Dr. Cristados? Oh, Holy sorry. smokes! <laughs> wait, 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 you're not a doctor on this episode? <laughs> That's right, Jared, I'm not.
1: <laughs> i just, just go with it. I'm the boy wonder. This is Doc Robin, maybe. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <Doc> <laughs> Robin. Holy bad script reading, Batman. Yes. going <laughs> to go with Jared.
2: FOIL this <laughs> <us> again.
0: <laughs> I did. Anyway, also joining us is our faithful friend, the Alfred Pennyworth of the group, Delvin the Dark Web Williams. And how are you
1: today, Delvin? Uh not so good. I was flying my batcopter around and I crashed it. Holy nightmare. Oh, luckily oh. for me, there was like some styrofoam <laughs> that I fell into. <laughs> Like a giant pile of foam rubber magic. Crazy coincidence. Like, it
2: There's just, a convention going on.
1: I look, you know, just having to catch out of the corner of my eye, and I'm okay. That's what I'm saying. I'm okay. Oh, man, I'm ready to record. Good. Good. That is
0: slightly unbelievable, but also good fortune. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for our crew. It's just the three of us. The Weasel Skull, he's off in Scotland. <laughs> <We> try- <laughs> We tried to get our old guy off the bench, old Ben, Battle Wagon. Just couldn't put it together. No, this is it. Didn't. Just the three of us. But I think we can make it through. Holy Merlin the Magician. You know what? Let's take a minute as a team, and I want to ask you guys a question. What's your first memory of Batman? And what's your favorite iteration of Batman? Just like we do on Saturday Matinee Theaters, when we have guests. But we don't have any guests this time. I want to know what your first memory of Batman is and what your favorite iteration of the character is. Delvin's nodding. Delvin, you can go first.
1: It has to be Batman 1989. I was reading comic books, but just Transformers at the time. And I know the movie was a thing, it was a huge thing. And I remember that my dad, Hustleman that he is, I have no idea where he got this stuff from, but he sold medallions and stuff. And I had a Batman medallion. Oh, I'm jealous. It was like uh, a yellow one with one that you could wear it around your neck. It was, I would actually wear that today. <laughs> <What do? laughs> I too. Oh, um, your father. <laughs> I have no idea where the heck all that stuff went, but yeah, he used to sell I mean, because the freaking, Freeze. yeah, the mania of Batman was just, it was through the roof at the time. And, and, and everyone uh, loved the movie and even um, just happened to catch it on. Uh, some weeks or months ago or whatever. It's a very good movie, yeah, actually they did a good job with that movie. I liked the the Nicholson iteration and all of that. And if I had to say my favorite, man, that's hard. I really like Batman. I started collecting a comic book sometime in the 90s and have had a, an affectation for Batman ever since. I'll say the one that probably got my attention the most was when Batman Begins came out. And the reason why was it had been like about five or six year hiatus between Batman and Robin, which made money, but it just really wasn't that good and or memorable. And I remember they casted Christian Bale as Batman. I'm like, who the heck is this? And my friend Danny hands me a DVD of Equilibrium. Oh, yes. Good. Good. <laughs> and, and I went home and watched that with the gun coddles and got I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. (laughs) It's a great movie. And when I went to see Batman Begins, it was so good and memorable. At the end of it, people clapped. And anytime that happens, people are like, oh, we loved it. It was a good movie. So I will at least say that that is my biggest memory of Batman. I wouldn't say Christian Bale is my favorite necessarily, but I'll say that that was the favorite reaction that I got to Batman.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Pat? First memory of Batman, favorite iteration? Boy,
2: first memory, I would say, you know, it's as a kid watching cartoons. Mm-hmm, you know, the mm-hmm. Super Friends cartoons. Super Friends, yeah. yeah Super yeah. Friends. Oh Well, you know, I don't think I really had comic book of Batman. If I did, I really don't remember it too much. I think, like Delvin, the big craze was in 89, all over that. Um, and that was kind of starting to get the height of my comic collecting at that time you know having your your own job and you could work and then spend the money on the things you wanted as a kid so uh boy that 89 was i think it was sophomore sophomore year going into junior year so it's crazy Uh, Lots of fun going on around that time. All the, oh, man, just all the publicity that was happening. I do remember, too, also watching the 66 Batman reruns as well, too, growing up as a kid. Yes. Um, That as well. And I think they were just hitting it really, like, lots of different channels were playing it over and over, up to the big uh, Mm. summer release of 89.
1: Birmingham is on WTTO, channel 21 and with the memory on oh yeah we had
2: um, just a lot going on in 89 one of my friends was a big Batman collector at the time of the comics and so I would borrow his Batmans and he had like year one year two death in the family things like Mm. that and so yeah just really that's where it started as far as my best iteration of it it's hard isn't it yeah it is hard (laughs) it's hard it would be the 89 movie I like that I do like the animation as well too the animation animated series but well, oh I just, yeah.
1: I, we didn't have a lot thank, of fun. thank you for bringing up that the animated series was so good so cool, it was yeah. so cool I really do
2: have a lot of good memories of the '89 movie. Just when it came out on VHS, you know, I like had to spend the money and get that. I picked it up at a yard sale this past weekend. Did you?
0: Yeah. I bought you Batman '89 on VHS. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: You know, I got I got the poster from the release at the video store, and, and I just remember you know, as a kid after I had that video, I had the video cassette in my my room. I would just watch that over and over again. Yeah,
1: it says a lot about that Batman '89 movie that it was so popular that the character in the DC comics changed because of that, because he was gray and blue and then they changed him into all black and he was, I am vengeance and I am the night and all that. And I mean, he just, and he got dark right with uh, the Tim Burton rendition of it and didn't change for, for a long time. So that movie had just a, a absolutely dramatic effect on
2: on everything. And I enjoyed Mask of the Phantasm too. Oh, Mask of the Phantasm. I
1: remember seeing that in the stuff, stuff right there. Oh, <laughs> man. I need to watch that again. I remember watching it. I remember Me it was very disc. good. <laughs> got <laughs> you know, a laser, laser disc oh yeah, yeah
0: I, I saw it at the theater yep. which was uh, which was a th- whole thing uh, nobody asked me but I'll tell you my first Batman memory probably like yours Pat probably super friends much more of a Marvel kid growing up and then you know like everybody else uh, I actually got kind of sucked into Batman just a little bit before the movie popped in 89 like sort of like probably late 88 uh, I was living in Germany and this, this kid gave us uh, his comic collection before he left Germany mm. and there was a lot of Batman in there wow. and the first one I ever read was it was pretty dark when it was about a serial killer that was killing beautiful girls and then dumping their bodies into dumpsters it was written by jim steranko and drawn by jim aparo Ooh, wow. and the, what i always remember about that is that issue came out i read that one from that guy's box and it's a cliffhanger like who done it will batman be able to stop the serial killer and then the next issue started the Ten knights of the beast storyline which was amazingly good by the way. Hmm. But you had to wait through that entire storyline before the wrap up to, to the murder. Oh, It's oh, yeah. like months and months and months of waiting. <laughs> Oh, and I was like, "Come on, man! I gotta know what happened with those girls at the dumpster thing." Oh, that's the <laughs> worst <yeah. so> telling. God, <laughs> ah, it was awful. Oh, but but I mean, at the end of the day, though, it, it was a wonderful experience. And favorite iteration is so hard, really, to nail down. I, I was leaning towards the animated show. Mm-hmm. It's just really great. But uh, to put a finer point on it, I think, especially if we're just gonna do Batman on screen or in cinema, I think I might say "Mask of the Phantasm" is my favorite Batman movie. I like oh, that it funny. that
1: much. Yeah. I, I think every. Everyone would agree that D.C. has been more successful with their cartoon branding than they have their motion picture branding. Hmm. Yes, I would agree with that. I mean, they I, most of those cartoons are universally loved, which, I mean, since we're talking, I mean, it's not like I mean, that movie is decades old. Who was the phantasm? His girlfriend, Ooh. Uh, Andrea Beaumont. Wow. Good memory.
0: And, and you didn't even see it coming. No, <laughs> you really no. didn't it's a pretty good little plot
2: twist they had a lot of setups of who you you know trying to make You're it, who it was. people yeah all
0: signs were pointing to her father just great music in it too. oh it shirley great. walker's oh, score on i own the score on cd so good so good well with all that information of our bat history in the uh, bat bag if you will pat tell people what they've gotten into here all right jared
2: i'm glad you asked Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review, sometimes index show, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we will be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie, serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. This time around, we're going to take a look at 1966's caped crusader classic, Batman the Movie.
0: Amazing, Pat. You sounded like full orchestration this time. How did you do that?
2: Mm, you know, I did a little, little. I brought some bat magic with me.
1: All right, a little one-man band action. Oh, 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 oh wait, wait. We know about the whole dealings on Mongo and everything. Did you drop acid? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is, it, it is the 60s. It was,
2: well, Devin, you know, it's kind of groovy and... <laughs> Trying to get into the mood here. and So it's a yes. Okay.
1: (laughs) Happens in the 60s, stays in the 60s. Oh, man. Alan, do you think, man? All right, I will. The movie here is Batman the Movie. The release date was 30 July 1966. The director was Leslie H. Martinson, and the writer was Lorenzo Simple Jr., With stars, Adam West as Batman, Burt Ward as Robin, Lee Merriweather as Catwoman, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler, Burgess Meredith as the Penguin, and Cesar Romero as the Joker. As of this recording, this film can be found for $3.99 on Amazon, YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes. We highly encourage you to watch this film before proceeding with the podcast, because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about the movie, and then we're going to discuss it. So, there are some spoilers heading your way. Again, if you haven't watched the film, we recommend you pause here, go check it out, then come back to join our discussion. The film runs at about 105 minutes. So if you don't have that kind of time, we understand. You just have to trust us from here on in. Will we lie to you? Maybe. I shouldn't have answered that question. For those of you who are watching along with us, we love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag SMTmovie. Jared? Hashtag SMTmovie. Pat! Since it's the 60s,
2: I'm going to give you a little groove. Here, here we go. Hashtags SMT movie. Groovy movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those two guys and me are also hashtag SMT movie. Jason is too. You just can't hear him. He's on mute. And with that, let's turn it over to Jared for the episode
3: summary. Emergency. Batman speaking, warning all of you to brace yourselves for big news. The biggest. Tell them, Robin. Holy superlatives, Batman. It's really exciting. Soon, very soon, Batman and I will be batapulting right out of your TV sets and onto your theater screens. That's right, Robin. Our first full-length motion picture feature in color opens a whole new world of thrills. The big screen gives us more space on land, sea, and in the air to challenge the most cataclysmic collection of super criminals ever. Their minimum objective must be the entire world. And here are the dastardly villains, the Catwoman. Aww. You're going to see the perfect crime when I get Batman in my claws. The Joker. Have you heard this one? It'll kill you, Batman. <laughs> the Penguin. There are two eggs this wily bird is going to scramble Batman and Robin. <laughs> the Riddler. Question. Who's going to make the feathers fly and knock Batman and Robin out of the sky? See the new weapons in the Bat Arsenal combat the forces of evil. The Batcopter, the exploding man-eating shark. Holy sardine! The relentless Megaton Magnet, the unholy Quartet secret submarine. Fire one! Fire one! The Boat, for an action. The deadly disintegrator. The attack on the Batcave. Cave. Holy hallucination! You'll blast through the skies on these mad, manned missiles. And you'll be with me, Robin, at the Bat Scanner, eavesdropping on Batman's Romance. And you'll shudder at the death-dealing Polaris missiles. Brace yourself, Robin. This could be the end. And that's just a sample of the exciting exploits ahead in our first feature motion picture. Holy memoranda, folks! Make a note not to miss it.
0: Good thinking, Robin. When four of Gotham's most feared villains team up, it can't be a good thing. Joker, Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman have hatched a scheme to kidnap Commodore Schmidlat and use his invention, an extreme dehydrator, to kidnap an entire United Nations-style council, and also infiltrate the Batcave and also set a trap for Batman at their villainous hideout. It's kind of a mess, but it's a fun. Uh, <laughs> You're, minus it, Jared.
1: Minus You're minus it, You're minus it. <laughs>
0: Batman and Robin take to the skies, seas, and roadways of Gotham to stop the evil foursome. Will Batman and Robin be able to save the Security Council in time? Will the Penguin finally infiltrate the Batcave? Will Robin and Alfred be peeping toms as Bruce Wayne makes some romantic headway with a gorgeous Russian journalist? Tune in and find out. All right, folks. Let's get into the discussion, but I have an early fun fact for you. As you may have guessed People often refer To the Batman TV show As Batman 66 And here we have Batman the movie Also made in 1966 It was basically A quick reaction To the incredibly Successful TV show The TV show was Just a mega hit When it came out In 66 So they said We need to capitalize Capitalize now So that summer They went ahead And shot the movie Right after The first season Of the show So that's where It sort of fits In the timeline In case you were wondering Hmm. It was season one Then Batman the movie Then seasons two and three. That's how that worked. It. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Was- we wouldn't lie to you on this show. Well, maybe. Maybe. Right. Anyway, we were funny. Yeah, for a laugh, we probably (laughs) So let's do our thing here, peoples. Let's do some highs and lows, and we will start with Delvin. What is your first high or low for Batman, the movie, 1966? And it's germane
1: to tell the audience at this point in the show.
0: This was Delvin's choice. He selected this film.
1: I did not know that you were going to bring that fun fact in because my first high is, in general, this was a good idea. And what I mean by that is... I knew that Batman, when it came out, was popular. And so they went about and they're like, all right, fine, you like it that much, we'll come up with a movie. And they gave it the feature-length movie treatment. And just overall... It was a good idea for them to do it. And if you, it, it, because if that, that's the exact same thing that would happen today in 2020, if there's going to be, a, if there's a popular enough TV show and it was mega hit or whatever, they're going to either do a spinoff TV show or they're going to do something like, Oh yeah, we're going to like, you want a movie? We'll come out with a movie. You'll watch it since you like these characters so much. We'll put it in a feature link and make money that way. They did that. And, and I think overall it's, it was a very good idea. Execution has yeah, have awesome. mm. <laughs> that, that's that. That's not an English word. You can't spell it. But, but we'll talk more about that later.
2: Pat, hi. Whoa. I'm going to go with a high as well. Being used to the TV series uh, brings me back to a lot of good memories of that and seeing these characters again. But I really like seeing the gadgets, all the vehicles that you did that they had. They need to be labeled? That's important, though. Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything was labeled precisely, so you knew what it did. <laughs> Um, yeah, just, just a high of, of fun and nostalgia in this, in watching it. Um, and that is, and that fact that you gave was is very interesting because I would have thought this would have been later on. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it seems like it's an hour and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's like three different 20 minute and a half hour shows, but kind of put together in a nice way.
0: Well, I will spill another fun fact for you early. This was an off the shelf script that they had laying around for what they thought they might do the initial pilot for the TV show. Ah, they never yeah, okay. used it. So they were like, let's dust this bad boy off and use it here. Hmm. So you're probably on to something there. Ah, okay, good. I will jump in with a quick high. Normally, I don't jump in on SMTs, but we're down a couple yeah. people.
1: Yeah, just, you, got, you got to fill in the space. It's just me done. and Pat. We don't have a lot of personality here.
0: <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you got to eat that
2: filler, Jared.
1: Sometimes that filler <laughs> is
2: just... Uh, let it come anyway, I <laughs> was <there>
1: talking about... <laughs>
0: So uh, a high for me would be that I watched it a couple of days ago in preparation for the show with my family, my wife and my 13 year old son, Jordan and Jordan loved it. Mm. He was extremely entertained. And I, yeah, I wouldn't have predicted that, you know, with today's sort of jaded 13 and he was like, "That, that was really a lot of fun. That was a fun movie. I'm like, I can't fault him on that. Fun is definitely the word I would use. So I'll piggyback off of that
1: i my overall thought of the movie was it wasn't as funny as i remembered there were There were some fun gags, like <laughs> Batman running around with that bomb. <laughs> that is timeless, <laughs> sir. Timeless, <laughs> and he ran into that nun and that band about eighteen different <laughs> times. <laughs> and even stopped. <laughs> and even stopped to say, oh, "Sometimes, you just some days, you just can't get rid of a bomb." <laughs> that like, that <laughs> looks there was ducks involved. He couldn't throw it into the ducks. <laughs> it, it was it was funny. I mean that part was funny, but like I don't there were some parts of it where I felt like they were taking it seriously. And that's not a bad thing. Like For instance, they kind of went out of their way to say that Batman and Robin were fully deputized by Gotham City. And I'm like, well, that's that's interesting. So they're they are operating within the auspices. Sorry, Pat. Of the law. And and you know, I. I was I was surprised at that because most of the time the Batman that we're used to knowing and loving is a vigilante or someone that the cops kind of tolerate, but he usually finds a way to upset or you know get on the bad side of the law, and they still just kind of tolerate it. And this time they were like, nope, they're almost deputized, and that was, it was yeah, interesting. they're
2: like really super buddy buddies with them, and they,
1: mm-hmm. they have- I mean, they did the whole yeah. scene at yeah at the beginning <laughs> where they saluted. Yep. <laughs> and, and everything It's like, yeah, interesting. So there they, are definitely times where they took it seriously and it wasn't just all yucks, but definitely there were some yucks. I concur wholeheartedly. Pat,
2: hey, give me something. I'm going to do, there was a lot of. I'm going to say what does, and what does in a fun way. Again, this was meant to be entertaining. And so a lot of the stunts and all that were just interesting and in how they pulled the boff for, you know, back in 1966. And uh, I'll take, you know, one is that shark in the beginning.
0: <laughs> you can
2: see that it's kind of like part of the ladder for a while, and it's just wiggling there, and it's just interesting. And, you know, as a younger kid, I could see, you know, I would look past that and just Oh, man, you know, he's going to get a shark, and then they have a, you know, get the shark repellent, the uh, different repellents that they.
0: Have. Whale repellent. Barracuda repellent.
2: Barracuda. Yeah.
0: What do you whale repellent? I mean, I know the answer to that question, but in what situation would you need to <laughs> repel a whale?
2: <laughs> you never know. You Never know. I wonder how they had to find out. Well, I think we really need this one, <laughs> just in case. <laughs>
1: Dick wasn't the first Robin. There's another Robin and he was eaten by a whale. <laughs> <laughs> that Robin was named Jonah. Ooh. I, I'll piggyback. I have a what the. And again, this is kind of a mixed bag, what the, but a what the nonetheless. The action wasn't bad. No, it was it was like, good. Adam West, when it came to those fight scenes, he was throwing some pretty good hands, and he was active, and he was moving, and I was like, okay. Was very
2: coordinated.
1: Yeah. Especially <laughs> the
2: boat fight at the he, end there.
1: Now, the problem is, I'm surprised that none of the villains had they're like, you know what? Bruce Wayne can really scratch. <laughs> 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 That's the, the Jordan and I talked about that during that scene. <laughs> it was like, it's like Bruce Wayne is whooping wholesale. <laughs> yeah, I mean Bruce was like, I, I'm I'm rolling up my cufflinks and I'm about to give <laughs> you some nugget sandwiches, and, and and he did. I mean he was laying waste to all of them. And of course, Batman and Robin were doing the same thing. And at no point did the villains even realize that Batman and Bruce Wayne had about the same fighting skill level. And that probably shouldn't have been the case.
2: Well, you see, Delvin, they never let anybody figure out who they were. They were really up on that. They would make sure people would stop and say, Nope, we can't do that because then we'd give our secret away. We can't do that. I have
0: have a fun fact that can help (laughs) us understand this whole Bruce Wayne just wailing on everybody's scene. Uh, One of the reasons that Adam West agreed to do the film was he basically said, I'll do it if I can have more screen time as Bruce Wayne. Uh, The cowl and cape is not the most comfortable thing in the world. It's a heck of a lot easier to act as Bruce Wayne. His face gets out there more. Mm. You see it in the Marvel movies today. I mean, Tony Stark rarely ever wears a helmet. A Captain America rarely wears the mask. It's the actors want to be seen for that exposure. And he had the same thing. And that's why you get that scene of Bruce Wayne in combat instead of Batman.
1: That very famously happened with Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where he just freaked out after the first movie of uh, there were intense scenes between Green Goblin and Spider-Man, but they were in mask and he hated it. And so at, at, from that movie on, from Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3, I mean, every time Peter Parker had an, any excuse, he's ripping the mask off and talking. So very similar. So looks like Adam West is a trendsetter and, and yet another way. There's a reason that his Batman is beloved and there were plenty of kookiness. There were so many MacGuffins thrown into this movie <laughs> that, that you just had to laugh like, okay, the plane, like the plane's going to crash, but it crashed into foam rubber. Or we have no legitimate reason of them like they're magnetized to this buoy, and there's a missile coming our way. So four <laughs> porpoises, a porpoise takes the <laughs> head die in in the name of
2: saving <laughs> mean, Batman and Robin. Him, I mean, he served as uh, porpoise.
0: <laughs> 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 oh,
1: sorry, absolutely some ridiculous parts, but there is a reason that. Adam West is, was so beloved because, I mean, he did some great things with the character and you got to see a lot of that in this movie.
0: You definitely did. And we did get a cast of villains. That was going to be my third high. If we were going, well, let's to. have it. Just wheel it out there, man. Okay.
2: Speaking about villains, that would is my third high is the villains, just the cast and characters that were here and just those four actors, just amazing actors. And could you imagine having all four of them on a set? Wacky personalities. Yeah. You know. I, I, can't, Ram-
1: I cannot help but notice Cesar Romero's mustache now. <laughs> yeah. I never noticed it as a kid, but after seeing it on Twitter, how he would not shave his mustache. <laughs> he was for it the latest. Over
0: it. <laughs> he was for the latest.
2: Now, let me ask you, speaking of, with villains, do you like the Riddler in his suit or in his tights? I like a suited Riddler. I like the suited too. When when they showed him in the the mm-hmm. nice suited, I'm like, man, mm-hmm. that's cool. He looks really yeah. cool on that point.
0: Yeah, same in the comics too. I just, yeah, he always looks good in a sharp suit. I think
1: it, it makes a more serious look than the you know the spandex costume. But Frank Gorshin's Riddler laugh, mm. epic. <laughs> epic. It's so awesome. As soon as I heard it, just like yes. That, <laughs> Like, that that laugh is just unmistakable. Love
0: it. You know, a lot of people don't remember this, and I'm throwing just facts and fun facts in left and right. Frank Gorshin actually took off se- all of season two and came back for season three. And season two, the Riddler was played by dad, the guy who played Gomez Adams. Yeah. Yep. And he would later later on in his career be on night court as Harry's father. Several Ooh, but I'm feeling days. much better now. Yeah, look at Delvinos <laughs> TV trivia. <laughs> Yeah. What was his name again? Frank Aston. Frank Aston played the Riddler for an entire season, and nobody remembers him. They all (laughs) remember. I remember it's just that laugh that laugh is just unmistakable it's so good and of course Burgess Meredith as the penguin and as the weasel skull and I just uh, did on action film face off we just did Rocky the first Rocky film and so I just recently watched that and I remember the scene where, where Mickey is talking about back in my prime I, I had my nose busted like six times or something like that and so as I'm watching Adam West just beat the <laughs> crap out of him I was like I wonder if this is one of the six times <laughs>
1: (laughs) (laughs) And it's worth discussing Lee Merriweather. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was was a knockout. gorgeous. Yeah, just a classic beauty. And, of course, you want the world's greatest detective to instantly figure out (laughs) that that's Catwoman. But... I do like how they played how Bruce was captivated by mm-hmm. her and her beauty. And it caused him to make some slips that he might not ordinarily make. Like, I mean, he there's a freaking bomb, and he still went back in there just to see if Katya was still in the room and she wasn't. He's like, oh. And then ran back out and then did the whole bomb thing. And that plays uh, very well with even now in the comic books. I mean, uh Tom King just wrapped up an 85-issue run in Batman, where a lot of it was the love affair between Batman and Catwoman. It's mm-hmm. still very much a thing in the comic books. And so it's kind of cool to see that 54 years ago, that it's still absolutely a thing, too. That Batman has always had a thing. Or Catwoman. Maybe you shouldn't have. Maybe it's the taboo, but something about her, he always liked. Bad girl. Maybe. Mm. I'm sorry. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know how SMT loves the bad girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we really do. I would say my only complaint about the film, and and I think it was great fun, and I will end it with a, with a, with a high at the end. I promise you. My only complaint about the film overall is I did think it was a little too long. I think it should have been a ninety-minute film. Once you get past the ninety-minute mark, I was I, honestly I was dozing a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's <laughs> getting hard to pay attention.
1: Yeah, it was thematically all over the place. It started where it was like, okay, you know, this admiral and on the ship and has this weapon, but it was <laughs> it was funny because even. Batman, who has so much cachet that he can call the Pentagon and just say, "I need to speak with the Navy," <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and then looked, gave the guy a bunch of crap. Yeah, <laughs> like, really? did you sell him something? Yeah, we did. Did. yes, we did. He's <laughs> like, "What? Did, did I do? Did I do mm-hmm. something wrong?" But like, you you're sold weapons to a guy you didn't even know the address to. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) Yeah, how are you going to get taxes on that? (laughs) (laughs) But thematically, the movie was just kind of all over the place. I couldn't tell you what the plot was at the end of it because it was almost like the spaghetti method of like, all right, our first plan kind of bombed, so let's just keep throwing crap against the wall and see if it sticks. And you can live with it because it's the 60s and it's Batman 66 and it's a little zany, but it did run a little bit long because about hour 11 in, I remember looking and it's like, what's longer? I knew it was hour 40 and I'm just like, we're close to the end, right? Because this this has kind of been going on for a minute. So I kind of thought the same thing, Jared. It could have wrapped up a little shorter.
0: Yeah, I should trim some things here and there, perhaps. I do want to give props for A, the penguin actually did successfully get inside the bat cave. So mm-hmm. congratulations to the villains for <laughs> pulling off part of their plan. And B, I really liked, and I mean, really liked the opener, the opening credits. With oh, the yeah. Spotlight that was, very that was sort of sweep to the credits. Yeah. Yeah. And you the think they were kind and of,
2: you and know, people running and. To me, it was kind of watching as many Bonds film as I have now. I was like, are they trying to do a little something here?
0: It could have been a little influence. And while I was watching it, I looked up where it fell in the franchise. And I want to say I determined it came out between Thunderball and You Only Live 20. 20- twice i think that's where it landed between those two movies so yes bond was definitely popping so Mm -hmm. i mean i remember at one point there the when connery left they were even looking at adam west perhaps Mm -hmm. and i talked about that with my family during the film and we both agreed that adam west has a very roger moore-ish handsomeness about him i agree with Uh, that and i think if i don't know if he can do a british accent or not but if he could then he could be a decent roger moore style james bond Mixing our shows, but whatever.
1: Actually, right. he's a little bit more of a better physical actor than Roger Moore.
0: Yeah, he was uh, throwing hands, not just butt kicks of
1: doom and uh, yeah. knife hands. Knife hands. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so we've we've seems like we've had a pretty overall positive experience here, even though it was a bit lengthy. The plot was a little over the place, but that's happened. Huh?
1: I, I want to mention the ending
0: too. Well, I was going to ask for wrap ups.
1: Yeah, was not? was not a little weird?
0: It's like let's go out the window, all inconspicuous, yeah. like as if no one's noticed us here in the room.
1: <laughs> well, and then it just stops. The, well, not just that though, but also that they kind of effed up. Yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> they mixed that's up it. the languages. Yeah, yeah. Was like <laughs> that was that was a kooky way to end it. Like I mean, it, it was pretty it was impossible. It was an impossible situation for them because it, all the ashes were mixed up. And even though they had that machine, you know, because there's always a machine, there's always a MacGuffin, but like it wasn't enough. So it was just kind of weird that it, it, it ended the way that it did. I wonder if um, going back to season two of Batman, how they, if they ever went back and talked about <laughs> what was supposed to be the United Nations, if they ever talked about it again.
0: Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, final burning thoughts from you, Christatos.
2: You know like I said, I really enjoyed the gadgets. I also enjoyed it and found it funny and just heartwarming to see Alfred driving around <laughs> Batmobile with this, you know, with the mask on, with the mask on. Still, he's got the hat and all that. He's got the hat. The glasses, <laughs> all because Robin can't drive.
0: The, the goatee. Every hallmark that you would know who this man is. <laughs> just yes, an yes. additional domino mask. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, nobody would know. You're just sitting there hanging out there. <laughs> with nobody. Robin. Yeah. (laughs) with robin (laughs) holy
0: long john silver and before we go too far up the rails let's just get into the ratings of this film i think we've uh we've talked about it we've enjoyed it. It There's a lot of zaniness to it let's rate it as we do here on the show we're going to rate it on a scale of one to five batarangs you give it all five of your batarangs you loved it four you thought it was very good three it was good two it was just okay and one i did not like it dj christados we'll start with you I am going to give this out of the Batarangs. Now,
2: can I do anything with these Batarangs? No, no, no. (laughs) Can I? No. Do you you think I might be able Mm -hmm. to bring them to, like, Mongo and and introduce them as... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, well, I think, you know,
0: gotta ask, Phil's gotta All right, now just leave the batarangs here, just score it, man. Okay. I'm gonna go with a three. It was good. It three, it was good. It was just good solidly good. Yeah. Delvin. I give it a four.
1: It gets a nostalgia bump for me. I can't give it a five because plot-wise it was kind of all over the place, but the kid and me smiled seeing all the star-studded cast, that was a part of it. The Rogues Gallery and the heroes, even Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara, like, uh-huh. All, all of that, thats that reminded me of watching those syndicated shows at childhood, and it, and it made me smile. And that's what we're doing this for. So it would have been a three, but it gets a Batman bump. Up, uh, Oh, can fourth. I bump up? Uh, you can uh, always bump up. Well, boys, if musical genius Joe November was here,
0: he would probably lay down a 3.5 on this one. Mm-hmm. And I I see where that's coming from. I see where Delvin's coming from. I'm going to land in Delvin camp. I think there's just enough nostalgia. And the fact that my 13-year-old son thoroughly enjoyed this film gives it the bump. I'm going to give it the 4
1: I mean doesn't that 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 says a ton because good grief uh, with all the stimulation and everything that kids have nowadays like for him to sit there and watch that movie that's 54 years old and he's like this is cool I like it like Mm -hmm. wow that's it. It was yeah. partly for the kids. And so yeah. that it can still appeal to someone from this, a kid from this generation. That says a ton about this movie.
0: I concur. I concur.
1: I'm just going to drop a couple more fun facts before we get into our feedback.
0: I use most of them during the, the chat, but I do have a couple in my utility belt here. First of all, they did plan a sequel. They were going to release a sequel at the end of season two, since the, this did so well at the end of season one. But the ratings slipped on season two. It wasn't as popular as season one had been. And so they mm. scrapped the sequel project. And finally, we did talk about Lee Merriweather, and she was brand new to the role of Captain. Up until this point, she'd been played by Julie Newmar. Also, very lovely, very talented lady. The reason Julie Newmar didn't make it into this movie is because she had arranged to shoot another movie during the off season of the TV show. And so when they said, Hey, we're gonna do this movie, we're wildly popped, she said I already signed on to do this other movie. Well, the bad news is the other movie's production completely fell apart and that movie mm-hmm. never even came out. So mm-hmm. she lost out on being Catwoman in the movie for a show for another movie that never Oh never that's, terrible. that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but she would be back along with, of course, Earth the kit a little later on since this
2: movie was chosen by delvin was there, was there any reason you chose this
1: i thought it'd be fun i thought of a movie that would fall in the realm of classic and there you go nothing uh, more complex than that yes Very that's cool. uh, i'm glad
0: you did yeah. And sometimes, definitely. you know, I'm the guy, I'm kind of like the guy who likes to bring in something a little offbeat that people didn't maybe know was a thing. And then of course, Jason did something very solid and sci-fi with Godzilla. And then, and Pat, you brought in the Sinbad love. Mm-hmm. And then it's so much fun to get the variety. Mm-hmm. So Delvin brought in a real fun, this one I thought had a Sinbad vibe with the real fun yeah. way the fighting went. You know, it was all very sort of athletic and choreographed and the bright colors. I was like, this one feels in this more in the Sinbad mm-hmm. vein than yeah. anything we, else Let's we do. But you weren't here for Sinbad, were you, Delvin? I did not get to watch Sinbad.
2: Okay. Did so you missed the auction.
0: Auction. We're holding an, an auction. auction. <laughs> Holy. Robot. Anyways, you know what? Speaking of movie episodes gone by, I dug deep and I mean deep into our history to find feedback from the last movie episode we did, which was episode thirty, yeah. where we Can featured you it? Yeah, I know, right? Godzilla, King of the Monsters. So let's get into our feedback section, and as we do that, it's time for special shout-outs to our Crusaders Club members. These are the fine folks who have joined our crusade. They enjoy discounts from my online store, theyardzaleartist.com. Early access to special long box episodes, they get to vote on show content, whole bunch of cool stuff. These are the people who are reaping those benefits and giving some much appreciated support to the show. And Helica Wolf. Bill from the Bat Pod. Blast it or stash it. Bob Busta Busta. Braxton
2: Underwood. Dave Collins. Gene Hendricks. Jerry Green.
0: Ivy Collector. Ivor Evans. Jeremy L. Jim Jarman. Joe Thomas. John Watson. John and Maggie. Jose Poyo. Maxwell Trevor. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Reggie Hancock. Rick of Jeff and Rick Presents. Ronald Went, Ross Michaud. Ryan Daly. Samantha Manning. Sean Urbanski. Steve Cronin. Tim Price. Toronto Cap, Greg Van Leuven. And one-time donor, Bradford Williams. If we missed anyone on our list, we apologize. Please keep in mind, we record these sessions well in advance of release, so if you're a recent addition, we'll be adding you soon, but still, no worries. Just let us know we missed you by sending in an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll get it straightened out. You might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusaders Club member? Hey, Jared. Hmm. I, I have a question for you. Go ahead. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? Are you asking for Jason? No. Then it's simple. Just head over to Patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as $1 a month, you get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. We encourage you to come check it out. Hey, hey, Jared. Hmm. How do I become a Crusader Club member? Are you asking for Jason? Yeah. Yeah, I am. We're just going to move on. Well, you, you could... You could At least Jason could give us some iTunes reviews, right? Good point. If you don't have any extra scratch laying around, but you want to help us out here at LBC headquarters, please take a moment to write a review on iTunes for this podcast. You want to keep it short with star ratings, that's great. We just want to get more people to the show, grow our family of our fun times here, and just, you know, get more people here. So if you give us a review, we'd really appreciate it. So let's just get in the shares, likes, and retweets from 10 episodes ago, way back on July 20th of 2019. We released episode 30, where we covered 1956's Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Let's go and thank the people who liked, shared, retweeted, and maybe pick up a couple of comments. Go ahead, Cristados, kick it off. Vanessa Steiner. Warlord Worlds, Dave Collins rolling in the ba- ba- battle wagon. Sharon Marie Miller. Van Allen Plexico, coffee and comics, Fam Film Fridays, Darth Ron, Austin Kichenall, Tim Price, Chris at VTO and Bat Books. Let it roll. Jason? I am. Me 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 me. The Hammer Strikes and Randomly Geeky Stuff.
1: Green Lantern HG. Luke Jackinetti. Gene Hendricks. Christopher Calloway. Clinton Robinson. Ivan Chudley. And
0: Bradford William. Oh, let's get into the mailbag. You know what? There's three of us and we had three main comments on this episode. So, Pat, pick whichever one you like best, buddy.
2: Oh, I'll go with the one from Green Lantern HG. And Green Lantern says, great episode, guys. And there's no way I couldn't give Weasel Skull the trophy for this episode for his amazing Godzilla (laughs) sound effects.
0: I actually remember that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Christatos01, does your import export business do special requests? We possibly do. Like, say, for example, giant lizards. Mmm. Just wondering. See, Mm. yeah, I could bring some giant lizards up there. I can bring some... Some batarangs now,
0: but they already have giant lizards on Mongo. I remember seeing them in like yeah, episode true. two, true. one well, or two.
2: Where do you think they come from?
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness! You know,
2: it's gonna have I'm gonna have a cristato's lizard ranch up on Mongo. <laughs> you can come pat them for the kids, have some fun, get some lizard rides. It'll be a br- good time. We
1: should move on. He's branching out. So, so yes, Green
2: Lantern HG, there is some special things that we can start to do up there. So, thank oh. you.
1: All right. Ivan Chudley says, wow, I'm going to enjoy this one. I'm a big Godzilla fan. And this is in my top 10 Godzilla movies of all time. I hope you all did enjoy it. And this should be a fun show. Oh, and the weird thing is, I watched this film two nights ago, which is now about 718 nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> but wow. we appreciate it. But we do appreciate it.
0: And we did enjoy the film. We all had fun with Godzilla. And I'll bring in our last comment from our old friend, Dave Collins. Too bad he couldn't be here tonight, but he said, six months ago, seven months ago, eight, a few months ago, about the Godzilla episode, he said, he'd seen this years ago, and full disclosure, I'm not a huge monster movie guy. I would say before the show, maybe three eye patches, but after 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 the passionate reviews, like Yard Sale, I would move it to a four. And if I was asked, Cloverfield and Jaws
1: would be my favorite monster
0: movies.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I've never seen Cloverfield.
0: I saw
2: it.
1: I saw Cloverfield in in the movies. It wasn't it wasn't bad. They did a really good job of doing the. You only got glimpses of the monster and how everyone reacted to uh, the horror that was Cloverfield. Instead, I,
0: I think uh, one of my favorite monster movies right now is that Kong Skull Island that came out just like two years ago. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. really good. Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Loki. Oh, I got to tell you guys a story about Kong. May I
2: tell it to you? Proceed. <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> So, you know, we all went, we went on vacation a few months ago and to Kong Skull Island. (laughs) Yes. That's a bad idea. At the Universal, at Universal, there's the Kong ride. Okay. Skull Island. So they take you on this, this, you know, they all get you in this Jeepy truck and you're all sitting there. And so, you're in this thing and it's 3D coming at you with Kong fighting people in the 3D's Uh
0: nuts. Proceed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
2: you got me you got me (laughs) but so at the end it's you know it's all this 3d fighting going on surrounding you and all that and and it's happening the next thing is just before you the ride ends track moves forward and you you're you move forward and right next to you is this live animatronic big head of kong sitting there and he's like as you kind of you know kind of going right by him and around him and it's the end of the ride but For some reason, this was like towards the late at night and the ride broke down. Mm. So we didn't know it. And we're sitting there in this in the trailer in this thing, and it's going there, and all of a sudden he goes (laughs) and (laughs) then it and it just stops there.
0: (laughs) Kong gets sleepy, man.
2: (laughs) It's like the thing was supposed to keep moving, but never did. It just stopped there. So we were there for like 10 minutes, sitting there, and here's Kong (laughs) just out. (laughs) It's funny. And then then they finally got us moving along and they're like, oh, you know, sorry about that. You guys can go for another ride around, but it was pretty fun. (laughs)
0: Somebody had to like, somebody had to like monkey around with it to get to work. It
2: It was just funny. You just. (laughs) And like, okay, so that's supposed to be scary. I'm like everybody for a few seconds, like we're waiting for him to like kind of go, you know, and come at you again. But nope,
1: nope. (laughs) Kong was done. <laughs> He's
2: done. Thought, oh, so this is what it looks like when
1: nobody's riding through. <laughs> Y'all mind if I wrap up, fellas? Uh, I'll wrap it up Go before ahead. Pete Sorry keeps going that. on that story. Holy demolition! That's it for this episode of Saturday A Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, and more, check out The Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that?
2: Well, Delvin, I'm glad you asked, and I'm glad it's you that asked me, because you can find it on the iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com, Twitter at Longbox Crusade, Facebook at Longbox Crusade, Instagram at Longbox Crusade. You can find us on the YouTube for
1: live shows at Longbox Crusade. Back to you, Delvin. Thanks, Matt. If you want to hear us on our trek through all the James Bond films, check out on Her Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? You can find on Her Majesty's
0: Secret Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. You can go directly to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or check us out on Twitter at OHMSpod. I don't, I don't think he's coming in tonight. Who's that? It's me, Sean Connery.
1: Uh-oh. I'm here. So, Whistle Skillet's supposed to give me a ride to Scotland. I'm packed up and I'm ready to go. M- Where's the lad at, Mister Connery? I uh, got bad news for you. He he already left. Yeah, oh. he left like a said something about his way out.
2: You know, don't wake Sean. Oh.
1: You guys want to take me to Scotland? Uh, don't really have the money for that, Sean. Pizza Hut. You take me to Pizza Hut. Okay. Yes. All right. It's a deal. I'll wait for you guys in the car. Absolutely. Sweet. Okay. That was so- easier than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, men have done crazy things for breadsticks. Dude. <laughs> if you would like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat.
2: You can find me on the Twitter at christatos one
1: Delvin? You can find me at D-E-E underscore R-A-Y-1977 on Twitter. Jared? I'm at
0: Yard Sale Artist. That's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at Yard Sale Artist. And i greatly appreciate it if you check out Yard Sale Artist on YouTube and give me a subscription there. Appreciate the pimpage.
1: Sweet. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us for our next episode of Doing It Livestream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next episode where we'll return to 1936's serial Flash Gordon. Our next episode will feature Chapter 10, The Unseen peril the meetup location planet mongo
0: see you there (laughs) bye everyone atomic batteries to power turbines to speed roger ready to move out
2: those lizard
0: <laughs> the lizard <ring.
2: laughs> bring your lizard repellent
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you lizard holy halloween